all kinds of <clears throat> amazing opportunities to participate in what, what God is doing around the world. Um, I bring you greetings from literally around the world. I'm going to make sure I have enough time to share about what God is doing around the world. There's people everywhere that love you guys, all right? I mean, Rhodey, Mark Blyer, uh, Doru, Daniela, Antoine, Citadel, everybody around the world, most of you know them rather than me name them all, and they love you. Is there a testament to your amazing impact and your reach and your touch globally? And so I'm here first and foremost to, to say thank you from you know, Danette and my heart and the heart of international needs and, and really everyone else um, in different ministries and so forth that you support. I know that I represent them this morning as well when I say thank you for what you've made happen. Thank you for your heart for the nations. Thank you for your heart for people around the world be significant. I'm excited this morning to be able to just share a little bit with you about what actually God is doing. We have a beautiful, amazing scripture um, to talk about this morning. I know you're going through Philippians. Um, I think we may have that uh, up on the screen here. Philippians 2, chapter 9 through 11. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place. And gave him, meaning Jesus, the name that is above every name, that at that name of Jesus Christ, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What a beautiful picture. Um, Danette and I have had an opportunity to serve in the outreach of that picture for over 20 years. Danette, I just want you to wave to at least everyone here. We do missions together. We're a package team. Um, I have to say she probably does it better than me. Her heart for God and her heart for people in the nations is just phenomenal. And so we're excited to share what God is doing with that vision around the world. Now, it's interesting, however, there's a, there's a unique little book that is out there called, If the World Were a Village of a Hundred People. The world were a village of a hundred people. There would be 61 people from Asia, 13 from Africa, 12 from Europe, eight from South and Central America, five from North America, one person from down under. Australia and New Zealand, 6,000 languages, 22 speak Chinese, 9 English, 8 Hindi, 7 Spanish, 4 Arabic, 4 Bengali, 3 Portuguese, 3 Russian. There would be over 100 different religions, 32 would be Christian, 19 Muslim, 13 Hindus, 12 practice animism, 6 are Buddhists, 2 belong to global religions, 1 is Jewish, and 15 don't believe in God at all. So the question is, how in the world do we get to this incredible vision in, or in Philippians from that amazing diversity? Of course, you know the answer. God sent his son. You know, that scripture starts with therefore, which means you need to go back and look what the therefore is there for. And of course, the, the verses preceding that display that beautiful mission of love 
where God sends his son into the world to redeem the world. And through his blood shed on the cross and his victory in the resurrection, this vision will happen. It will come to pass. It is unfolding as we speak. And as I looked at that, how do we get to that vision from this incredible diversity? The, the, the simple answer was found in those preceding verses. And it's this, love looks like something. If you don't remember anything else this morning that I say, I want you to remember, love looks like something. It looked like God sending his son. And then as he rose again and as he tarried on this earth for a few days and as he ascended into heaven, he said, wait for the power of the Holy Spirit, which is manifested in his church. And his gospel message is spreading throughout the world, which is absolutely incredible. God's heart, I think, is captured in another beautiful scripture in Matthew 11 where it says this, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Isn't that a beautiful line? Do we not need, does the world not need right now rest for our souls? For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. God's, it's God's heart. That's why he said love needs to look like something in the form of my son. And now love needs to look like something in the form of my church. Because I have a heart for the world that I created. Jesus, before he he announced to his disciples what was about to happen through Easter and through his death and resurrection. He said, a new command I give you, love one another, not as yourselves, but one step higher, love one another as I have loved you. Lay down your life as I lay down mine for you. What, a, what an incredible challenge of love needing to look like something. And it starts with a love for God. It starts with the passion for God because as you have a passion for God and you see the world through God's eyes, then you have a compassion for people. Just having a compassion for people, there'll come a moment founded in my own life where it gets too difficult and you stop. But if you have that passion, that zeal for God, and then that spills out into a passion and a zeal for people, you become literally unstoppable. It's not our job. I used to think that, but it's not the case. I do want to encourage you with that. I don't want to be one of these mission guys that comes, tells you how horrible the world is, lays all kind of burden on you, say, now you better do something about it. You know, and you're like, oh, now I got to carry this burden around with me. We don't have a burden to carry for the world. Christ accomplished it already. As it says in Ephesians, we get to co-labor with him. He accomplished it on the cross. It will come into fulfillment. Heaven will reign on earth in its fullest form when he returns again. But his church is beginning to unfold that. And we get the privilege to participate in that. I used to say, well, we're plan A and there's no plan B. And if we don't do our job, then I guess God's stuck. Well, that's not the case. We know that. 
God's plan A. It's always been plan A. Jesus Christ on the cross is the culmination of plan A. And we're just privileged to participate in it. And it's powerful when we do. First Peter takes it one step farther and it says we're to be living stones. We're, we're literally to put the attributes of God on display. So people see our lives and they say, ah, I want to know that God. I'm going to share some stories this morning on how that's happening, how love looks like something. And people go, ah, I want to follow that God. We, we ended up in the country of Zambia, Africa, doing work with HIV and AIDS and widow and orphan care. And um, we landed there as a family. And I got very busy in the activities of my mission, you know, widows and orphans in the name of Christ for HIV and AIDS. Danette actually got very busy with passion for God and compassion for people. It was amazing. It was incredible. One of the first things we ended up doing is making mud bricks on Saturdays. I'd worked hard all week long. I had to go into the villages on Sunday with our family. I just wanted a day off on Saturday. Can I just stay in my little guest house and maybe even have a nap? And, God's, and Danette's like, no, we're making mud bricks with our church. And so I had this beautiful picture. I couldn't find it. I wanted to show you of Danette literally sitting in the brick pile with a bunch of Zambian ladies. And then the rest of the week, she would get out and she would go out into the villages with her dear Zambian friend Prisca, and they would just pray for and encourage and put tin roofs on houses and do, do just mingle with the people. And um, after we had been there for a while, some of our Zambian friends pulled me aside and I was talking to them and they said, you know, you guys, you guys were the first people that didn't stand off on the side and take pictures. Like, wow. They said, you, you, you lived with us. You loved with us. And I'm like, oh, thank you to my dear wife for having such a powerful testimony of, of really what is the case. I, we say this in missions. God did not give the church a mission. He gave his mission a church. His mission is redemption and reconciliation of the whole world, of making the whole world envisioned into that scripture in Philippians. And, and he's, he's saying, now I've given you the power of the Holy Spirit for you to go out and make my love look like something in, in the entire world, in your neighborhood, in your state, globally around the world. And when you make love look like something, it's incredibly powerful. And I want to tell you this morning, through the IN Network, you, through your support and your partnership with our partners around the world, are making love look like something. I think we have some pictures. We're going to start from Turkey. Up here. Turkey is an interesting country. And right now, love is looking like a YouTube channel. How cool is that in the middle of a pandemic? One of the ministries that you support in Turkey are Christian camps every summer. Children and teens are go and have a summer camp experience. The, the lady there in the, the picture, her name is Rebecca. She attended as a child one of those summer camps. 
and accepted Christ. And now she has come on staff to run the children's ministry. So this year when the pandemic hit, you know, and the enemy's going, ha, 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 stop them. No, love's looking like something. It's looking like a YouTube channel. So Rebecca and the staff pulled together. They have 15 summer camp lessons, including worship experiences, Bible stories, crafts, and everything that they put online for kids to enjoy a summer camp experience. Antoine, our leader in Turkey, said to me, Brother Jeff, you need to know, we have over 75 families, some of them are even Muslims, that have partaken in our summer camp experiences. A young man named Batu saw an online outreach, and he reached out through Facebook Messenger to Antoine, and he said, I, I want to I connect with you. He said, I'm not really a religious person, but I don't know who to turn to. And you guys just look like you love people. And he reached out. And there's an incredible redemptive experience that is unfolding. There's, there's over 1,500 contacts online now through the Turkey ministry that, that God is reconciling and redeeming that area of the world unto himself. It's, just, it's, it's beautiful. It goes on. Um, there are house churches all throughout Istanbul and in the area reaching out to, to refugees from Syria, from Iranian, from, from Iran, from Iraq, everywhere. Um, God's bringing people together. Of course, the pandemic needed a love response in terms of food and outreach to the poor that were struggling. And, and they were engaged in that over... Um, 1,500 people as well received what they called love baskets. Amazing. Another, another um, colleague of ours in Asia said this about his outreaches. He said, Brother Jeff, you know, we, we give the food, and we don't give it just to Christians. We give it to everyone, and we pray with them. And, and he said, um, many times the Hindus and the Muslims, they would ask us, we are not Christian. Why are you doing this? And of course, he said, we were able to pray for them and we were able to share the gospel. But this is, then he said to me something that really caught me. He said, and Brother Jeff, you need to realize that's something we couldn't do in normal times. Wow, it's amazing. The enemy thought he was getting the upper hand and God saying, no, watch my love looking like something transforming the world. Of course, I know you love Romania. Um, Daniela and her ministries in the prisons, in the poor in an area called Muir's Farm, in anti-trafficking work, um, is making great inroads with the poorest of the poor in Romania. Doru, who is the head of our church planting ministry, this picture right there was the very first church service that, that reopened um, earlier this year. Um, they had been closed for a number of months because of the pandemic. And, and Drew was like, we are so thankful to have the churches open again because we need to reignite the flames of fellowship, of getting people back together. And the church planters are doing that. One of the ministries in Romania that you may or may not be aware of is to the gypsy population. That is probably the most neglected, misunderstood, isolated 
group perhaps on the entire planet. I was talking to Daru just on, on Thursday, and I was asking him about it, and I was like, tell me about your gypsy ministry. And he goes, ah, Brother Jeff, you know, I don't, I don't want to misrepresent what we're doing in an unfair way, so I'm going to be conservative, but I think we've reached 10,000 gypsies. I'm like, what? That's your support. The, the community workers that you're supporting, Doru, who you're supporting, they're out there, and they've reached 10,000 gypsies. I mean, Doru went on and said to me, he said, um, it's amazing, Brother Jeff, what's happening. Some of these gypsies now are, are running their own churches. Some of them have sold parts of their land to help reach other gypsies. Some of them have sold some of their businesses to help reach other gypsies. And I'm like, wait a minute. I think I've heard that somewhere before. Oh, yeah, it's the book of Acts. Like, wow, amazing. One of the church planters, I love this one, worked on the mayor's car just because the car was broken down. And out of that, he gets a church building. And other people come into this church building to experience the redemptive nature of Jesus Christ in the answer as that vision in Philippians is continuing to unfold. Um, doesn't end there. I love my brother Nathan and his wife Sawson. They have become dear friends of Danette and I. I love this picture because if you've met Nathan, he's a little bit small in stature, and I tease him about that. But I love this picture because, ah, Nathan, look at that. Now you're bigger than the pyramids. And then I said, but I see underneath. You had to stand on something. Um, but his ministry, I want to tell you, is bigger than the pyramids. Um, he's just started a, um, a publication called Life in Christ that's now reached over 2,800 subscribers across the Middle East, the only free Christian magazine accessible. He has church planters every year. He's turning out about 12 or 15 church planters that go into the southern regions of Egypt. You can't go there because of the dangers and the persecution um, that occurs, but these pastors are there doing amazing and incredible things. In fact, you see in the picture, those pastors last year all came together for a training, a seminary in a suitcase that, that you helped birth, that Pastor David with Ian helped birth. That wasn't just Romania, but it's now spreading around the world. And there you see, I think it's a beautiful representation of what we just read in Philippians. It's amazing. Um, and of course, love is looking like something else in Egypt. It's looking like literacy programs for those that can't read or write. It's looking like a fan. You know, it gets over 120 degrees in Egypt, and when you live in a mud brick house, it's like living in an oven. And um, Nathan reached out to me, and he told me about this, and Covenant had given funds for COVID relief. And so we took some of those funds, and Nathan brought fans for Egyptians sweltering in the heat, and didn't just give them fans, but he made love look like something, and then he shared the gospel in the South. And he said, brother, it's amazing what's happening. People are hearing about this and it's giving us opportunities for conversations that we would never have had. God 
is just unfolding that incredible vision in Philippians. And then I love just this past week, the Bible clubs in Kenya opened up. They had been closed down for over a year. There's eight Bible clubs, and each Bible club now has over 75 to 80 children in the largest slum in Nairobi, Kenya, that come every week for food as well as hearing about the love of Jesus Christ and hearing about the one true and only God. Sometimes the only place where they can get that, and they get a meal. In fact, I got this, this message when the Bible clubs opened up um, from Daniel, one of the cooks. He said this, I was armed with firewood and food, ready to love on the children, praying that they would come. Well, over 75 of the children came, and they received love that looks like something, bread in one hand, and the bread of life in the other hand. And around the world, I mean, I, I could go forever and tell you story upon story upon story about what God is doing through our simple offerings of love that turn out to be not so simple and incredibly powerful. So I want to leave you with a simple question. I hope some of the stories encouraged you about the difference you're making globally, but it doesn't just have to be around the world. How is your love going to look like something today, this week, this year? Not to put pressure on you. I used to, I used to think that. But as you, as you get excited about what God is doing around the world, and as you begin to engage in it, it becomes contagious. It's amazing. You know, it's, it's not a we have to, that we get to. Remember what I shared with you. We co-labor with Christ. He's inviting us in to making love look like something, to participate with him. And I, I just, I want to leave you with one last scripture, actually, in, in Jeremiah verse 22. I love this. It's, it's talking about Josiah, who was a good king, and then his son, who was a not-so-good king. And the, the prophet says this. He says, does it make you a king to have more and more cedar? Did not your father have food and drink? He did what was right and just, so all went well with him. He defended the cause of the poor and the needy, and so all went well. And I thought, that's an amazing scripture. I was reading that as I was getting ready to leave Zambia and come home and do some of these kinds of things. And frankly, I wasn't looking forward to it. But then I read the very next line, and it stopped me in my tracks. It says, is that not what it means to know me, declares the Lord. And at that moment, everything that Danette and I had been doing, it took my breath away because I realized something. I know my Lord and Savior at a deeper level than I ever thought I ever would because I made and we made our love look like something. And when you do that, you, you can never come closer to God than if you're doing that because that's his beating heart. That's missions. 
And so I want to encourage you this morning. That, that scripture story, that Bible story about the Good Samaritan, one of the best applications of it is he simply stopped for the one in front of him. He stopped for the one. And I want to encourage you today. Just open your heart to God and say, God, I want, to, I want my love to look like something. I'm going to stop for the one, for the thing that you put in front of me this week. That may be a prayer. We've got some info and some literature and stuff in the back. Just pick it up. There's a prayer calendar back there. I'd love for you to take that. Put yourself in front of some of the missionary endeavors that you have coming into your midst this week. And just educate yourself, get familiar with them, pray for them. It's a great way to stop for the one. Or just say to God, as I'm busy throughout my week, when I, when I am faced with an opportunity to make my love look like something, I'm going to do it. And you're going to see how God just brings more and more people into his incredible family. Thank you for that heart that I know that you already have. It's beautiful. It's amazing. You pray with me? Father, I thank you for what you do around the world. I thank you, Lord, for how the people of covenant have been so diligent and so faithful year in and year out, day in and day out, making their love look like something literally all over the world. God, we are privileged and blessed to work with you, to serve with you, to co-labor with you as you are redeeming and reconciling an entire world to yourself. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.